Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is June 26, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, leading off with coronavirus, racism, and police brutality. Uh, the numbers at the time of this recording in the United States, 2.47 million cases confirmed, 126,000 deaths, seven seven hundred and sixty-four thousand recovered. Uh, no new symptoms. Uh, spreading like wildfire and the first trials of the vaccine quotation marks uh, are being done in whatever well, done other vaccines but they're doing a trial of a vaccine I'm not going to say the first one uh, misinformation right there uh, in, in uh, South Africa which I don't like but it is what it is um, you know, I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, I think this is, um, I think it's real. Reluctantly, I think it's real. Um, but I think it's also a device to keep people from voting. Donald Trump wants to get a second term by any means necessary. Um, uh, Time, as in Time magazine, the U.S. has officially unflattened the curve with its worst day of coronavirus pandemic. And let's click on that and see what they're talking about. Um, We're averaging basically 32,000 new cases a day. Which is, you know, absolutely insane. You got a new curve coming up. We flattened it April, May, and June. Now we're just like, <laughs> I mean, it's like we're going into outer space, according to this graph by um, time.com, as in Time Magazine. So, um, I don't know, man. You got to get on the treatment plan, get on the internet, <clears throat> do some research. Figure out what works for you. Um, Man, it's just insane, man. And it's just like the president is not even taking responsibility. Um, The United States saw 45,000 new COVID cases in a single day. That's coming from CNBC television. Um, Just reading over some information here. You might have to do a forced lockdown, man. Seriously. Um, they've got some kind of new uh, thermal imaging camera that can detect whether you have coronavirus or not. 
I think green means you're good and red means you're not good from what I seen on uh, TV. So they saying they they're going to roll out that technology in the airports. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Let's see if there's any other information. Texas pauses reopening as CDC says millions are more. Millions more may have coronavirus. So. U.S. coronavirus deaths projected to reach 180,000 by October. I think it's going to be more, but it is what it is. Um, so no, nothing new to report on it. I mean, it's spreading like wildfire. Be safe. Do what you got to do. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you won't get it. Hopefully I won't get it. And hopefully this thing will be over sooner rather than later. All right. Moving on to racism. And I always combine racism and police brutality, but I'm going to try not to. Um... Racism, man. Is it? I don't know what drives it. I don't know how we can stop it. Um, all, all you can do is when you're confronted with it. I mean, you just have to point it out and, you know, execute it. Get rid of it. There's no room for it. Um, but racism is like the driving force behind basically everything that we do in society. So it's going to be very hard for that to happen. Um, I don't, I don't racially, I don't ever see people of color being on a level playing field with, um, white people, um, there's always going to be a uh, hurdle when it comes to that for people of color. Um, and it, it just is what it is, man. Um, I don't think you can untrain. You know, this this stuff has been going on for centuries. I don't think you can just, you know, wave a, a wand and it just magically goes away. Um, I don't think that, uh, this president is going to do anything meaningful to, um, stop racism. I mean, he, he encourages it and, you know, in a slick, indirect propaganda type of way. Um, so, I mean, going forward, man, you, you, the protesters, the, the 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 lawmakers, the politicians, you know, other than the president, you know, it's in their hands to decide if 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 race is going to be a balanced playing field or is it continuously going to be in favor of one race. And you know, for centuries it has been. And um you know, we have to get to a place where we 
don't allow that to happen anymore. So, with that being said, let's move on to police brutality. Um, it's not going anywhere. Police officers are going to continue to do what they do. And like I said before, I don't believe defunding the police department is the answer because that's going to incite more crime. I believe that when police officers go rogue, they should be severely punished. And that's it. And we sort it out just like that, just like the Atlanta case, the the Minneapolis case, the um, Louisville, Kentucky case. Um, you know, those officers are being punished accordingly. And I think that's what I think there should be a universal code of conduct for law enforcement officers in this country. I don't think you can leave it up to the individual states and cities to have that code of conduct. I think something needs to come from the federal level that says you can't put a man in a chokehold. You can't um, bring your gun out on a person that's unarmed. If a person has their hands in the air and they are unarmed, why are you pulling your weapon out? I mean, I can see the taser or maybe a baton, okay? But why are you pulling a gun out on an unarmed person? Is that really necessary? Okay, I mean, if we're if we're talking about a hardened criminal, convicted felon that is, you know, then, okay, I can see that. But just your average, everyday, law-abiding citizen, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see why you need to do that. Um, and just 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 how the police deal with the public, they some cops that I have dealt with um, have this thing where they're just above the law. OK, the law doesn't apply to them because they're behind a badge. And that's the mentality that we have to uh, shake. And um, um, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Unless, you know, we know the president, he's not going to pass any legislation condemning uh, rogue police officers. We know that not this president, maybe the next one um, this year or, or in four years, whichever one it is going to be. But. Um, until we get those penalties in place and try to, um, I don't know, um, deter that behavior, it's just, it's going to continue to happen. Um, you know, when a guy, when, <laughs> you know, when, when cops, white cops in particular, just first instinct is to tackle a dude, an unarmed dude, then. You know, we got a problem. And, um, you know, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. So let's get on to the Florida State stuff, man. Um, first, this is not really a Florida State topic, but it is like a football topic. Why, um, 
why depending on transfers is fool's goal it's it it, it most transfers are going to be hit or miss man um you you don't know what you're going to get you know florida state's got a lot of transfers um coming in this year and that's pretty much what this episode is going to be about um you just don't know what you're going to get especially when you get players from non power five schools okay it's a reason why they're transferring it's it's either they're not happy with their playing time they're trying to move up and get drafted or um you know they just need a change in scenery it can be any number of reasons but um i mean your your you, your greatest transfer is probably Joe Burrow then like a Russell Wilson um mostly have all been quarterbacks um i'm trying to think of any famous running backs or wide receivers that transferred i can't really think of any it's really been quarterbacks that have made the the real significant difference and um i would say horny alex hornybrook was probably the all-time bust of transfers at, at the quarterback position if joe burrow is the the top the very best then alex hornybrook would be the absolute worst um you know it's easy when you play behind the wisconsin offensive line and you make those throws but he couldn't make those throws i mean just a just a pop gun arm man um i mean i don't see him playing at the next level i'm not shooting him down i don't want to turn this into a alex hornybrook rant because <laughs> i'll go off on that one real quick but transfers um i don't know what you you don't know what you're gonna get you know you just have to get the guy in run him through your stuff and see what happens see how he reacts on game day i mean that's really it um so let me know what you think about that segment should me next segment is entitled should miko dotson the cornerback start uh i think he's gonna be a starter i think he's arguably the best cornerback on this team okay you can tell me all you want about uh uh what's his name i I hate when i forget players names man (laughs) uh asante samuel everybody's gonna say asante samuel but every time i see asante samuel he's getting burnt and this guy miko dot (coughs) excuse me this guy miko dots and he can play He's a player. I don't think he's going to lead the nation in interceptions again. But um I've done I've done a um spotlight on him, but I think he's definitely going to be a starter. And the, the the next couple of the next two segments are are basically about transfers who are going to who I think will be starters. 5'10", 188, led the nation in picks last year from Daytona Beach, Florida. Um he probably weighs more than that now cuz this is a old bio that i'm looking at but um you know hopefully there's a season man um 
It's gonna be hard. You know, I the the politicians, most of the politicians in these uh, red hot states for COVID nineteen, they're throwing caution to the wind, and we know the president is throwing caution to the wind. So, um, you know, just whenever you get a chance, just get on YouTube and type in Miko Dotson. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with how athletic this guy is and how he breaks on the ball and how he plays receivers. He's a very good cornerback. But you have to take that with a grain of salt because he played against lesser competition in Conference USA. So we'll see how it works out um, this year if there's a season. All right, next guy. Uh, I don't know if it's Jayshon or Jashon Corbin, uh, running back, transfer from Texas A&M to Florida State. Um, he's a big running back. He's a uh, six foot, two fourteen. He can return kicks. He can run between the tackles. He can catch it out the backfield. I mean, he's a great talent, and I, I just think he's gonna beat out. Kaylin LeBourne now. I, I pretty much wanted Kaylin LeBourne to get the starting job, but I, I just think that uh, I think it's going to be it's Corbin's to lose, man. He's just got too much talent. Um, and, you know, I know it's going to crush uh, LeBourne if he's not the starter, but you got to get in there and put in the work and beat this man out. Um, I watched uh, – the season opener against Arkansas two years ago. Was it two years ago? Texas A&M and Arkansas and Dallas or Arlington. And um, he looked great, man. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a big running back who can basically do it all. Um, whenever you get time, look him up on uh, YouTube. I think you're going to like him. Um. He's immediately eligible. So we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully we can get this COVID-19 mess under control and actually have a season. Um, uh, red shirt sophomore. Um, appeared in 14 games at Texas A&M. Totaling 1,025 all-purpose yards. 483 rushing, 441 kickoff return yards, and 101 receiving yards. So, like I said, this man can play. So, I think he's going to be a starter. All right. And now moving on to the final player for this episode, uh, Devontae Love Taylor. Okay, transfer from Florida International. Um. I'm now I watched his YouTube tape. I wasn't impressed. I mean, he was getting beat by guys from Tulane. So, I mean, just Google, I mean, not Google, uh YouTube uh FIU versus Tulane 2019 and watch this guy. To me, he's more of a guard. I don't think you're going to let him play uh left tackle. I really don't. Or right tackle. I think just some of the kid, some of the players that he was getting beat by during his uh, career. No, 
I think you move him to guard or something. But because he's a senior, they're probably going to start him. Um, let's, let's read some information on him. 6-4-308. Appeared in 32 games with 16 starts at Florida International. Earned honorable mention All-Conference USA recognition in 2019 after helping FIU rank six nationally in fewer sacks allowed with 1.08 per game, helping lead the Panthers to six wins and a Camellia Bowl appearance. Started at right tackle, blocked as FIU allowed zero sacks and averaged 4.7 yards per rush in 30-24 win versus Miami. Remember that game. He played excellent in that game. Play excellent in that game. So, uh, he's definitely going to play. I don't know if you put him at tackle, though. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm worried about. So, um, that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Um, do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Thank you for listening. Uh, be safe, be kind, be courteous and, uh, wear a mask when you go out in public. Don't wear a mask 24 seven and, uh, do your research on flu and respiratory viruses again. And as always go Knowles. <laughs>